0: What's up, peeps, and welcome to another edition of Regular Guy Gaming right here on the Grapple Talk Network. Thank you all so much for joining me uh, this week. I know it's been a couple of weeks since we last uploaded an episode, and this week uh, we got a a similar uh, mid-segment, RGG continuing his tirade on hating uh, everything that is EA and Anthem, and rightfully so, because that game... That game, if you read reviews nowadays, a lot of people say it's basically unplayable. So, um, But RGG stumbling upon uh, some articles and some things and some updates that have been going on with the game, so he's going to talk about that for uh, a third consecutive episode. But I think it's really interesting, it's good, and it's always nice when you get to hear the passion, right? Uh, the, the interests of us gamers, um, and a lot of times we're speaking on things that you guys already know. We're validating you, which is what we like to do when we listen to podcasts. I listen to sports podcasts, wrestling podcasts, gaming podcasts that have the same opinions as me. Imagine that. Imagine that. It's just like politics. Super interesting. So uh, we're going to talk about how much we dislike Anthem. And then coming up after the break, I'm going to touch on something that RGG actually sent my way uh, to discuss in the outro. Really looking forward to that. An update on what EA has planned for later this year. And uh, without further ado, uh, here's RGG to tell you just how great this intro was. What's up, shitface?
1: Welcome to... Regular guy, gaming with host RGG and co-host Ragbag. Guys, this episode, <laughs> yeah. Some of you are probably thinking, "Wow, a third, a third week, another episode talking about Bioware." But no, this is different. This is this is the equivalent. You know how like like when a huge something big, like a huge news story breaks in the video game world. That's what this is because. On Kotaku, a uh, writer by the name of Jason Schreier, who is known, he has he has been known for getting um, being able to get to the bottom of things uh, for for a, a while. So there's been publishers out there that's had problems with him. And Kotaku, if you guys aren't aware of it, I would definitely suggest going there uh, because they tend to have the skinny or the lowdown when it comes to gaming, um, the background stuff, and it pisses is a lot of other people off uh but this guy it's called How Bioware's Anthem Went Wrong this guy wait wait what what is wrong with me how how dare I how dare I start this episode without giving the just due respect of co-host Ragbag who gives the best openers ever in fact If he does not give me permission after what I just did, after I did not say that he gave, thank him for the best opener ever, then this is it. This is the last episode. I need his permission to continue this from this day forward. Or this is it. Because that's how great that last opener was. Guys, I... Would apologize for doing another BioWare EA Anthem episode, but I'm not, because I have great information. If you are, if your finger is on the pulse of gaming, then you already know about this. I read it when it dropped February 2nd, because I if this had dropped February 1st, I wouldn't have believed a fucking word of this. But it dropped February second at like midnight. Like like they were waiting to drop this thing, and <laughs> this thing is on fire. It's got one point four million tweets. Like this this article is on fire. And guys, I recommend you go reading this article on Kotaku. Kotaku.com and and it's called how how Bioware's Anthem went wrong, guys. It is a very long read. It is it will take you well over an hour, and that's just assuming you can read good and know most words. Uh, yeah. Um, and but it is well worth it, guys. This is a story about just how fucked up things were behind the scenes in Bi- with bioware this is a story of just how bad things went down this also confirms people that like reviewed the game who were like that had specific complaints about specific missions or lack thereof or lack of armor lack of gear lack of actual loot and variety there were reason like all that got answered and this article and the one thing that made me sad was I hold Bioware a special place in my heart because of Knights of the Old Republic, Dragon Age, and Mass Effect. Well, through this story, you find out that those people are gone. The uh, the people of of uh, the Knights of the Old Republic, a lot of them are gone, they've moved on and done other things in their life, the Dragon Age people, a lot of them are gone as well, so, let's break, let's, let's start at E3, let's start at E3, E3, June of 2017, I remember them unveil. I remember them showing, like, they unveiled Anthem and I saw we all saw it it was beautiful I went oh my Jesus Christ look basically like an awesome Iron Man game but like better and there was a a, it was a beautiful world and it was it was the action and it was amazing it was it was so fucking beautiful and the potential in it was amazing and me and just like everyone else we saw that trailer and and the gameplay and we were like that's the fucking game we cannot wait to play here's the problem the developers also went oh fuck that's the game we're making because here's the story behind that The developers of the game didn't even fucking know what they were making. The game was in pre-production for almost six years before it ever went in production. What that means, in production, what that means is they have uh, missions. They know exactly what the missions are going to be. They know exactly what the game is going to be. And now they're putting it together. That usually takes, oh, four that can take up to four to five years. Post-production is, they're still trying to build the skeletal outline of, of the game. So when the designers saw that, by the way, they thought the game was going to be called Beyond. The game was originally called Beyond. In fact, for E3, the develop, a bunch of develop, uh, develop de- yeah, I stutter, sorry. I, I'm getting excited because, guys, this is a fucked up but amazing story all at the same time. These people, the developers who attended E3, had shirts on called Beyond because the original concept of this game was fucking amazing. They were calling it the 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 um this the secret name of it was like i I don't know, I think it was billy they they called it no Dylan they called it it was secret name was Dylan because they wanted to be like the Bob Dylan of all video games, I think it's Bob Dylan, I don't know much about music, so fuck that anyway, the point is is this. They they didn't want people talking about how amazing Knights of the Old Republic were cuz BioWare had already changed the way we played video games. Because of them, we all want choices now. Because of them, we want a choice to be good or bad. They started that shit. Well, they had an idea to redo gaming all over again, a new way and the idea was amazing and they called it Beyond. And all the developers got together and E3 came out and they showed that trailer the higher-ups, the people in charge showed that trailer, and they said, what the fuck? That's what we're working on? Here's the story behind that. For Literally years, they could not get what they wanted to work because people were, the higher ups were allocating resources to other games. There was a problem, okay? There was Edmonton, okay? Edmonton, Canada, that's where the, God, please, Jesus Christ, please tell me it's Edmonton, Canada. Guys, I have, guys, I am so big on fact checking that I actually have to fact check myself, but... I know that Edmonton has got to be in Canada. Edmonton, can't, please, Jesus Christ! I, oh God, am I am I dumb? Oh yes, think. Okay, good. Edmonton, can, and Edmonton, Canada is where the as you guys would as some would say they and this was sad they called it the A team, the the BioWare A team. They were responsible for uh, Dragon Age and and the first Mass Effect. Okay. Then there was um then there was BioWare Austin. They were doing BioWare and uh they were doing Mass Effect Andromeda and the new Dra- I mean so, well it's not new now but they were also doing Dragon Age and in Inquisition. Now, here lies the problem guys. This is where shit starts to get. This is where like like we start finding out things that I just never thought we would get this deep in the information. And I. this is coming from someone that works for Activision. And I've been behind the scenes and I've seen fatigue. Some of the things they talk about, I experience, I've seen, I've been through. I worked on two games and I said I will never do that again. I get it. So a lot of the stuff made sense, but some of it I didn't realize it could get that bad. Here is... Here we go, once again, we'll start with it again, Beyond, okay? I'll start over, sorry, I got excited, fuck it, but who cares, here we go. They saw it. The story behind that trailer in E3, that trailer was a lie. That trailer was not what the game was going to be at first. In fact, there was no flying in Anthem. The game wasn't even called Anthem. Um... EA could not get the rights to Beyond in time. So they switched it to another title that they were working on, which was called Anthem. So they took the name from that game, which they already had the ownership of, and they just put it on this game. Here's a problem with that. They had already written the story out. The story was already written. So a lot of people were like, oh, fuck there was no flying all of a sudden developers are seen flying this is what happened in 2017 earlier that year right about the ending of 2016 i'm sorry christmas time what they do is developers will make copies of game playable copies of games for for the executives well the, one of the executives for EA wanted the the new the new beyond game he's heard so much about it and and what's his name um we got to get his name in here because he's va- this guy is very important. Casey Hudson was like, this is going to be the Bob Dylan of all games. You know, this is going to be, you know, so this guy was like, I want a playable demo of that for Christmas. So that's something developers do as a special thing that that executives get. That's actually really dope that they get playable demos to take home during Christmas. He took, be, they, he this guy, this executive got, we're just gonna call it anthem just to get past all that okay we know it's not beyond anymore so he took anthem home and he played it he said he played it with his kid and when he came back after christmas break his exact words were this game fucking sucks now let me tell you something that is real they cussed like a motherfucker an EA, I'm sorry, an Activision Blizzard, that is what you did. You could cuss at your boss and get away with it, and they would cuss at you. They would say stuff like, what don't you fucking get about an LOD pop? That's all I want you bugging for right now. No more platforming. I'm like, fucking A, okay. Like, it's that, the the atmosphere is really that relaxed, and you guys will see soon on why it's like that. So, the this, 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 this executive of EA went this game fucking sucks. We've given you guys, we funded you guys for 6 years and this is all you come up with and that's when I read it with my own eyes and and, and it was said, "Guys, we can't blame EA on this fully." I, and that pissed me off. It was it was my bait, you know, by where I believed in them. A lot of this was BioWare's fault because they wouldn't talk to each other. There was a pecking order. The Edmonton BioWare team felt that they were they were good. They didn't want to they were like, "Look, we made some of the best games. We made the the best ones, okay? Austin, you guys made, you know, the um, uh the shitty Andromeda and you know, so it was very difficult for them to get information between each other. So there was a lot of uh, of, of resentment, so it was. So when they would have a problem on how to get a mechanic to work, they couldn't just necessarily reach out to to the other studio and go, "Hey, we need help here." The developers had a lot of infighting. To make that to make things worse, the Frostbite engine, guys. The best way to explain to you the frostbite engine and why that made why mass effect andromeda was so fucking bad why people hated it and it was because of the frostbite engine that was when EA uh, EA took over and made all their studios switch over to the frostbite engine EA wanted all ea wanted everyone under one engine so what that basically means is this you know a toolbox that you have at home so let's say there's a toolbox you use at home and in that toolbox you know where all your tools are you know exactly which tools do what for the job you need and in your house you each tool has a place where it belongs well now let's say a guy comes in and buys your house. He just straight up buys your house straight from under uh, straight from under you, okay? And then he makes changes in the house without you knowing, and on top of that, gives you a brand new toolbox and says, these are the new tools you have to use to continue finishing this house. The problem is a lot of the tools are completely different in tools you've never worked with before. So you can't, you, where are some, pla- where's a Phillips, like a Phillips head screwdriver doesn't look the same in there. It's like, it's completely different. So the people in charge of making Anthem a very small team, by the way, because EA, right after they got, as as you know, um, the Austin team, they did um, uh, Star Wars Online, they did Knights of the Old Republic Online, they had already had online experience and they had they had experience working with the Frostbite engine. What EA did was took. Everyone, is, they took them from that when Dragon Age Inquisition was done, they took all those guys who had experience with the Frostbite engine and put 90% of them on FIFA and Madden because, and I, I should have known this and I feel dumb not knowing this, and I can't believe I was actually shocked when I found this out. But FIFA and Madden, they said especially FIFA, makes most of their money. EA makes most of their money off of FIFA and Madden, their sports games. That is where the real money comes in. Everything else, including uh, uh, Battlefield, um, including all those games... All those games don't make anywhere near as much as the sports games do. Uh and I'm I that sh- I didn't know that. So what EA does is they allocate resources according to how much money you make. Now, the Frost engine was originally designed for Battlefield. It is designed to make beautiful, huge environments, okay? It's not designed to make third-person. As you know, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda was a third-person uh, game. Uh, 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 Anthem, a third-person game. There's these games that, that the the engine didn't have a third-person... Um, it, it didn't have a third-person uh, t- tool to it. It didn't exist. So they actually had to create it from scratch. So what also would happen a lot of the time is... is when they would want to do something in the game, they realized that because it was made for first person shooters, and that's what it specialized in, the engine didn't have specific tools to do what they wanted. So if they wanted a static thing to happen, a giant monster to spawn in the world, and which you could climb on, because that's what the original idea for Anthem was, was that you would go out with a group of people and see how long you can survive, and come back with whatever scraps and with whatever armor and upgrades you made it was supposed to be a survival s game not a shooter looter they realized the engine was not capable of making things like that it could make a beautiful environment so they were like okay so then they were testing flying didn't work well once And then another issue they had is no one would make a decision because people started quitting. The original people, some of the originals, for example, like Casey Hudson, one of the originals, the the real talented uh, um, um, developers left in droves and they ended up with a skeleton, a skeleton team. And they're sitting here, they're looking at this E3 demo and they're going, how the fuck are we going to make that game? Because what happened was a group of people went and went, okay, what this guy likes, this specific this specific um, uh, um, um, executive, he likes flashy colors and he likes Iron Man. Okay, this is what happened. This is where this actually happened. So they took as much assets as much as they could do towards graphics and the flying. The graphics, flying, and combat. They put everything they had into that. Not not planning that that would actually be the final product. But they were like, we got to surprise. We got to do something or else we could lose funding and we could get shut down. EA would shut us down. right? So they, they created that. It was completely fake. None of that shit was real. That was not what Anthem was going, go, going to be. Well, they fucked up and it worked. That guy, He played it and he went, holy shit, this game is going to be amazing. He's like, I cannot wait to see what you guys have. I want that game show. They're like, oh, he's like, show sure, this is getting showed at EA. I'm sorry, at E3. So it got showed. Now, after the game had been in development at this point in time for five years... EA said, you now have to release the game regardless of what you have. It needs to be released on this date. They, the game, in that time period, they had 16 months to try and put a game together after they had fought and tried to fuck around with the game for six fucking, well, for five years at that time. They had 16 months and they couldn't get help. They didn't know what they were doing. Nobody would make decisions. There would be, this is here was a thing that that really really surprised me. Okay, one of the things they talked about in here was that uh, let's go back to it. They had a meeting. Okay, there was a meeting. In one of the meetings, they were they were the the developers were trying to explain. We're having a hard time with the flying and combat mechanic. Uh, we need. We need to know, are we going to have flying and combat, or or is it just going to be combat on the ground? What some of the developers said, one of the 19 who were interviewed said, after these meetings, there was nothing decided. There was never a plant, this is what's going to happen. It would be left open-ended. So what would happen is, is someone would leave out of that with their idea of what they got out, got out of it, and they'd have to start all over again, literally building assets from the bottom up, changing the environment. So now it's like, well, it's not a flying game a- anymore. So now they have to build the environment different again. Oh, well, I guess it's a flying game again. They have to then bring in a whole different environment. They have to change everything again. Ah! In this, a lot of the people, when the game eventually did... Now, I will give... I do actually have to give Bioware some credit. Because all this confirmed and confirmed by Casey Hudson himself, because Bioware... Uh, did not, Bioware basically gave the most bullshit, cowardly answer um, response to this article. And Casey Hudson, who you will find out is basically the savior of this game and of all of Bioware, confirmed it. But what ended up what ended up happening was that they didn't. They had only one mission completed. And the game was supposed to be out in a few months. They only had one mission completed. A lot of people were mad because they thought that they held back missions and items and gear to sell and downloadable content at a later date. No, that's not the case at all. They didn't have anything else. There was no other missions. That's why the mission types were exactly the same. Also, because the game kept changing as much as it did, and they did not want the game to be memeable, just like Mass Effect Andromeda was, EA said, no, you guys are going to have the most expensive uh, mocha, the motion capture, we're doing that. So the actors and the script got written out a long time ago. So all that had already happened. But the game changed so much that there are times in the story where things don't make sense. So if you play the game and you pay attention, they refer to things that don't even happen in the game. There were supposed to be player building. That got taken taken away they could they didn't know how how to make it there was no time it ended up getting changed to one central location and then they went oh wait people are going to want to show off their javelin their their suit what do we do so then they put in a quick little area in which you go in where the only point of it is just to show off your s- suit so then they then said okay they filled it with a lot of fluff. So in that area I heard some someone go, "Yeah, there's this area, the area you go into and you can talk to people." And to me, I was like, "That sounds like a waste." I mean, what do you do? Does it serve anything? It come to find out all that was fluff. All that was wasting time. And there's a part within who anyone who's played The game knows that there is a time in the game where you get so far where it literally gates you. You have to defeat so many bosses, you have to open so many chests, you have to do so many things. And they said the reason why they put that in the game is because they had to find a way to gate players. Now, here's what's fucking hilarious about about that. When I read and saw so many reviews, and even my buddy who played this, he also said that pissed him off. And a lot of reviews reviews were like... This more feels like all they did was just put this in to slow us down. That is exactly what they did. And the strongholds are the very end of the game, or the lack thereof, is because they didn't have time to make anything else. So that is it is that's why it's just reused missions from the the end fight. uh, The the tank with just shields. That is why they had to really they really had to take the bare minimum, and that is why Certain bugs which can be fixed by just testing the fucking game were not there because the players tested the game When the game came out people paid 60 to 100 bucks to be beta testers to be quality assurance Because they did outside of testing Obviously the the, the needed stuff the flying they did not have time to actually have an actual quality assurance team like they would on any other game They were actually playing it as they were going along. That is why the game was so bugged. They also knew that the loading times were going to be atrocious. They knew it was going to be bad, but they just said they had to keep going. What is amazing was that this game was even released. If you think about it, it took them six years to make this game. And it got released once EA said, get this game out now. Regardless, we, we don't care. Get the game out right now they somehow made it playable in 16 months let me tell tell you something if 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 i knew if someone said hey check this game out anthem okay it took them only 16 months to make this game that's a whole different story at that point in time that's fucking dope like wait a minute what they made all this in sixteen months, yeah, God damn this game is going going to be good when it's better. so that's where Casey Hudson came co- co- comes in the general manager of Bioware. he actually quit he put out a he put out a tweet basically hinting at hey. All the good games you guys played, that, before EA came in and forced us to be on the frostbite engine, hey, that was me on, he was basically, you know, his tail feathers, you know, he was peacocking, he was like, that was me on that shit, okay, I was, I was a part of the team that made all the good shit, all that bad shit is because of the frostbite engine and EA not giving us help, and he quit, Then there is a condition called, oh god, let's find it, because it fucking happens, it turns into, real quick, real quick, uh, stress leave. So this is what happens, because this is what happened with Anthem. People, the developers, had fatigue. They would find, they said there are many reports of, it's called a stress casualty. They had many stress casualties. People would find areas to go and cry. I know that at, at when I worked at Activision, there during the crunch time, which is the problem, the crunch time, and here lies another problem, which this is going to transition into why they why they didn't address this and they should have. Crunch time is hell, guys. Crunch time, there are no days off, okay? That means you're going gold. That means what you're going to release is exactly what people are going to play. So you have no time to do anything else. You are working on final bugs. They didn't get that. Their crunch time was still creating a game. And that is during crunch time, it is Sunday to Sunday. 12 hours or more a day of working And they usually do what they can to not have you lose your mind I'm saying this is what happened when I was with Activision They would bring in pizza, they would have activities They They would constantly have something going on So that they tried people not to lose their mind Well people would still lose their fucking mind Not BioWare, they weren't doing that. They were having these developers work their ass off and there was no communication. These people would take stress leaves for weeks or months at at a time and some wouldn't even come back, which doesn't, that doesn't surprise me at all. They said that Anthem caused some of their most stress casualties they have ever had making any game. Now, crunch time, herein lies the issue, they called it Bioware magic, m- magic, and if you're still with me, basically please go and read this article, because I'm doing the best I can, but one of the things too that stand out to me, which once again, this, I, it, it's, this, isn't, this isn't EA's fault, it's Bioware's fault, they call it Bioware Magic. And what it is is it was even he's ever since Dragon Age the first one, even in Knights of the Old Republic, the first two, they said at times it would be hectic, it would be crazy. they wouldn't know what was going on, but during those final times during those final months, during crunch time, the team would see the game come together and they would be amazed and sure enough they did it again. Dragon Age came out. They did it again. Uh, Mass Effect came out. People, oh my God, this was amazing. They called it Bioware magic. It didn't work on uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, but they were okay. You know, it you know it happens. So with this, with this Bioware, uh, as they call it, Bioware magic, when they crunch and crunch time and crunch. That the, the idea was no matter how bad, no no matter how bad it seemed, it would come together in the end. It would all work out. So a lot of the management that would lead to a lot of mismanagement. the the, the developers would say, guys, this is not working. We don't have time. They would say, one developer quoted, uh, the bioware magic will kick in just keep working on it just keep just just do something else just do this the bioware magic will happen with that uh, that is that is if if you think about that that's 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 really fucked up what made this idea of bioware magic even worse and a lot of the developers said dragon age inquisition was hell to make because that was when they switched dragon age over to the frostbite engine the frostbite engine does not have inventory think about it how much inventory do you need in battle um in in in, uh battle um i'm sorry uh not battlefront but uh Help me out here. You know what the fuck I'm trying to. Battlefield. How much inventory do you need in Battlefield? How much true inventory, as in collecting items, do you need in sports games? They had to create an inventory system. Okay, check this out. They, the 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 heads, up, the people in charge of Anthem, did not want anything to do with 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 Dragon Age or Mass Effect, because that's not what Anthem is. We're something completely different. So they didn't take assets from Dragon Age using the Frostbite Engine where they already created an inventory system, they didn't use that. They tried to reinvent the wheel and make it themselves. So, what a lot of developers was praying would happen because the crunch time happened again. They're working, you're working literally six days a week and it's hours. It is just hell, okay? And they, a lot of them, wanted Dragon Age Inquisition to fail. Because they said, if this game fails, then the higher-ups, the management will see that that type of game development is not sustainable and it is bad. It is unhealthy. So, by the way, I have not been a fan of any Dragon Age game after the first one. All the other ones have been watered down. The third one was at least a chance was at least them trying to not have it watered down so much. But in saying that, Dragon Age three came out. It won Game of the Year in twenty fourteen, and people were like, "They did it again! It was amazing!" And the developers went, "Fuck!" They said, "Welp." They went, "Welp." Now our bosses aren't going to learn their lesson. That is exactly what happened. A lot of them say the success of Dragon Age Inquisition led to and built the foundation of the failure of Anthem. Because people refuse to listen to each other. They also refuse to actually make concrete decisions. And everyone just would believe that it would work out in the end. It would it would just work out. So, if you guys are wondering Casey Hudson, who is this guy? Check him out. He's really good. He is he is the general manager of BioWare, okay? This guy, they in that 16-month pe- period, they bring him in. They're like, "Look, no, we're giving you your job back. We need this game done." He was known as Captain Picard because he would say something and things would happen. And that is, desperately what, that is desperately what Anthem needed. Anthem needed a leader to say, we are doing this. This is what's happening. So when he came in, he looked at problems and he said, finish what you are working on right now. We're not developing no more. We're not starting all over. He was like, no more starting over. No more trying to build new things What we have now is what the game will be, and then we'll figure out ways, we'll figure out ways to extend it, and they did. So, they took a game which had only one mission, and nothing else. This guy took that, and in 16 months, made a game that was actually playable, and tricked the people who really didn't under, tricked, didn't trick us, the people like me who fucking know when bullshit knows when we're being tricked. But trick the regular, I hate to say the regular, maybe he's right. Maybe I'm not a regular gamer. <laughs> maybe, maybe I need, I don't know. I got to work on that. Maybe that's, that's a personal thing. Maybe ragbag's right. Maybe I'm I'm not, maybe him and I aren't regular gamers. But his job and what he basically said is they needed to trick the casual gamer. That's what the goal was. And it worked to a degree, but the game Fucking, it did not work for people who know Bioware games. They went, this game fucking sucks, but it was a miracle that they got it out. So, here we are to this. This is the best that I could do in summing up, guys, a one hour long read. I mean, he gets into way more depth than what I got into, guys. It gets into a lot, talking about a lot of remakes, a lot of starting over, just how bad things got, okay, and how bad the Frostbite engine is. So as you know, the Kotaku um, they did the article on this. Bioware released a statement going, "We support all our guys." You got basically denying everything. It was a typical PR stunt. Well, Casey Hudson, <laughs> who still works for Bio, is still the gen- gen- uh, general manager. Went no. He released a different statement going, "No, that article is indeed correct." and we are now changing things so that the atmosphere is not so toxic we are changing things we are going to work on things so that basically so that it's back to the way it was so that we don't run into casualty uh, casualty fatigue so that we don't have that he said What we took issue in is when they were naming names. In this article, if you go and read it, they do drop names of specific developers who didn't help much at all, who kind of made things worse. And that's where they took issue, that's where BioWare took issue because it was like doing that in this day and age will demonize somebody and a regular fan will then send death threats. Regular friends would be like, you ruined Bioware, oh my god, die! And Casey Hudson was like, no, everything was right, just don't name names. That's why you keep your sources, you know, don't don't name specific names. But no, he came out just a couple days ago and confirmed that the article is indeed correct. Anthem, without a shadow of a doubt, was a game and developed for six years. They smashed together what they could for... 16, in 16 months, they went, fuck it, let's just put it together, they put together some flashy stuff, the same stuff they used to trick, trick the, uh, the, the executive, is the same stuff that they did to trick the casuals, who were like, this game's amazing, when everyone knew the game was fucking bad, go read it, this shit, you have got to read it yourself, and it's amazing, that, that someone broke a story and got this deep into into the development process and just how bad it was and how childish BioWare was They called them Like there was a BioWare A The BioWare B And the BioWare C team And the A team Wouldn't talk to the B team The B team Wouldn't talk to The C team And the C team Was just struggling Trying to get things done Anthem Is a perfect example Of what happens When you believe In your own shit too much And you think Your own shit don't stink And you think You can do No wrong Guys I definitely will say again, go read this because I didn't do it justice, but you have got to see this. You've got to read it. It's on kotaku.com. K otaku.com and it's called How Bioware Anthem. How Bioware's Anthem went wrong, guys. I in, I invite you to read it. It is a really good read. It has also been confirmed by the general manager Casey Hudson that it is in, it is indeed real. And and er, those the nineteen developers they talked to were telling the truth. And from this day forward, they're going to try and change things. So. I am just going to go ahead and say that is it, uh, because I'm sure Ragbag has definitely got some stuff to say on something like this, uh, and I'm sure he's going to read it as well, and guys, as you guys know, I stutter, especially when I get excited, so there was a lot of stuttering in here, so thank you for your patience on that, and... Once again, I also thank you for your patience on another episode. Don't worry, next next week's episode is. I had to reply. I already had something I was going to do, but I had to make it wait for this. I had to get this out there. The next one is going to be really cool. I'm actually going to be talking with my uncle, and you guys will see why. You will know it'll it'll be a hilarious ass episode. My uncle is one of the right. If you guys go back to an episode where I talk about myself and how I got into gaming, you will know he is one. Uh, he is the reason why I love gaming as much as I do. He planted that seed and he he nourished it. And him and I used to have a lot of time. We've gotten to a lot of fights, and we just had a great time. So my uncle is actually going to be a guest on the show coming up um, on the next time you hear. I don't know exactly what episode it will be, but that is who will be next. It'll be a lot of fun. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this. For taking out of your day and just overall, thank you very much. All right, uh, make sure to check out Grapple Talk on uh, Facebook, Grapple Talk on Twitter. Make sure you guys check out the the Grapple Talk where they watch uh, shitty uh, indie wrestling. It is hilarious. I watch it when they come out all when they come out with it all the time. Um, I laugh my ass off. It is a lot of fun. Make sure you guys listen to the Ross family because they always have. They always have uh, the Ross Family Matters podcast podcast. They have a lot of entertaining shit. All their stuff is hilarious. I don't they just keep coming up with great content. And so it's definitely something I would suggest that if you don't have if you have time, you're on the road and you want to kind of kill some time, definitely listen to them. By the way, also check out riles beniles on youtube he's on youtube all the time guys he's got a great selection he's got good views too he's got a great selection of games that he has played all the way through so you can go and watch uh this i think mean, i think right now he's playing uh, star wars bounty hunter you know and yeah even some fallout 76 stuff you can see a lot of your stuff a lot a lot of the stuff yourself but yeah go check it out um, it's a lot of fun. Also, I'd like to thank Ryles Beniles is actually the guy behind RGG on um, Facebook. So all that interaction I get, all the uh, that the page gets, you know, that's that's actually Ryles Beniles out there doing that. He's constantly so a uh, big. Thank you to you, Ryles Beniles, for constantly uh, keeping um, RGG and the people that follow um, RGG uh, Facebook up to date on what's going on. I, I do appreciate that. Thank you uh, very much. Also, a uh, big thank you to Ragbag. He's just as much. RGG is like all of us. It's it's all three of us. It's, it's everyone. RGG is everybody. and it's, it's, it's really awesome. I'd like to thank him uh, for taking the time out of his day because this guy is a busy guy. This man is a busy man. That is why he thinks I get annoyed, but I don't get annoyed. It doesn't bother me when he doesn't have time to do an opener and an ender. That doesn't bother me because this man is busy. He has a big boy job and we don't get paid for this we do this for fun we do this because we like gaming we do this because this is who we are and I would never want him to feel like he has to do it because then it wouldn't be genuine and it wouldn't be fun and that's not the point of this so I definitely mean it when I say take your time and do it when you want to in saying that make sure you guys follow Riles Benials as well on YouTube Um, I'm sorry I already said that I meant to say Ragbag because he's been streaming uh, more lately too Um, he does shooters Uh, I don't know if he's getting back into he'll talk about it but his horror stuff is some of the the best stuff out out there but he has been streaming as well too they actually just got done doing I don't know what it was but it was like a a buddy prison thing where you had to escape and it was (laughs) hilarious I liked it the, um i the little bit i i saw Um, I laughed So I'd recommend going back on YouTube actually And going watch how these two How Riles Beniles and Ragbag Have to work together To try and break out of prison It is fucking hilarious It is content So once again make sure you check all those guys out And once again I am RGG on Regular Guy Gaming on YouTube Um, I am going to be Updating and putting new content on there As Mortal Kombat 11 is going to be coming out We're going to be talking about Mortal Kombat 11 In the next few episodes I have some Red Dead Red-, Red Dead Redemption 2 stuff. I know some of us already talked about it and nowadays now that I'm playing Red Dead Redemption 2, but it came out in October of 2018 that, in, in, in technology days, that's old, it's like, bruh, catch up, but I'm just now playing it, the game is fucking amazing, I can't wait to talk about it, that's gonna happen as well, I'm gonna give a review, my personal review on Red Dead Redemption, and the amount of time I have put in the game, um, I'm sitting on 15 hours right now in that, so that's a lot of fun, once again, guys, thank you very much, and you have a good Rest of the that was a horrible no I no I didn't like that I didn't like the way I ended that uh, did oh, fucking Christ I got distracted on that uh, th- three two <laughs> man ragbag help me on that end finisher please Christ ragbag help me
0: again just hearing the passion from RGG and and really what. Uh, he thinks about Anthem and and what he thinks about EA, and it's kind of been an ongoing discussion topic that we've had for um, regular guy gaming as far as the microtransactions and the shift from single-player games um, is concerned with Fortnite, apex all those other games kind of just being really big juggernauts uh, nowadays you know I just uh, had a discussion with my sister's boyfriend uh, the other day and we were talking about gaming and he's like oh dude you have you you play PlayStation 4 and I was like oh yeah of course like, he's new to the family so um, and he's like oh so you you play uh, you have a PlayStation 4 so oh yeah dude for sure and he's like oh man like we, we exchanged PSNs and he's like, "Oh man, like, what do you play?" And I was like, oh, "I kind of play everything, you know. I play right now. I'm trying to power through Red Dead's main story so I can kind of dive into some of the other games. My backlogs, um, you know, I've never played Sleeping Dogs, but I bought it the remastered version for like seven bucks. I really want to play through that because I've heard that it's just phenomenal. Um, I, I got the new Far Cry, the the new Dawn, so I really want to try that out. Um, I've got a couple of other games I, I, I purchased." Um, Watch Dogs 2 because it was also super cheap on the PSN, so I want to play through that. Um, but I need to get through Red Dead because I always have this really bad habit of starting multiple single-player campaigns, and then I get the controls mixed up and whatever. But anyways, so he's asking me this, and I'm like, oh yeah, I play some sports games, and you know, I got Smash on the Switch and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, you know, I, I kind of play Apex, and that was it. It's Just like he only played a- Apex, um, and that's some like a, I feel like that's a trend that that we're noticing more and more nowadays. You know, like people only play Rocket League or only play Fortnite. You know, it's like uh, there's not as many people. That are d- diving into those single-player games, and um, I, I just think it's kind of interesting. And, and with that news, and with what EA has been doing lately, with pretty much every game that they've released being totally um, focused on multiplayer, even their even their sports games, everything—it's all Ultimate Team, it's all online play, um, Anthem, uh, Battlefront, Battlefield—all these games are are focused on multiplayer just recently they released a new trailer star wars jedi fallen order that's basically the opposite of what all of their games have been over the past few years Uh, there's seemingly going to be no microtransactions it's it's totally focused on the story the single-player campaign the guy from uh, shameless uh, he plays, like, the psychotic brother. He also plays a young joker in the, the TV show Gotham. Um, I don't really – I don't know what his name is, but he's, gonna, he's, like, a main character in the game, and it's, like, one of those kind of games where they almost scan your face, and it's, like, just this really nice-looking character. Um, Almost photogenic, um, graphics uh, game, and it looks really cool. But again, you know, you go and watch the trailer of it, and it's it's similar to every EA game where they don't use any gameplay footage. You know, it's like check out this awesome game, and then they show you a bunch of cutscenes and stuff, and you're like, okay, well, I mean, that's neat, but it's just it's like what it's like. You know, I don't know what the game's actually going to be like. Um, but it's interesting, and RGG's point was, you know, he had he had kind of a, a couple of different um, perspectives on it, and I'm going to dive into a few of those. And if you haven't looked at it yet, um, this this article was uh, posted by Forbes.com. Uh, Paul Tassi, one of their senior contributors, uh, put it together. The title of the article is "It Rich That EA's Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order Is Using Anti-EA Talking Points As Marketing." Basically, what his point of view is is Um, this game is everything is supposedly going to be everything that EA has, has created as an empire. Um, so it's pretty interesting. The game's not scheduled to actually come out until, um, November. Uh, but nonetheless, it kind of gets us, it's, it's, it's interesting, right? So this is Respawn. It's a developer under EA's like umbrella of all these different, uh, gaming, whatever, you know things, Bioware, all these different things that EA kind of has under it, Um, EA Sports, all these other, these, these different, uh, these software developers, and Respawn is also known for Titanfall, it's also known for Apex, Um, it's got a couple of other games under there as well, a lot of really good multiplayer games, Titanfall 2, I haven't played it, um, but I've heard that it's single player campaign mode is absolutely phenomenal, Um, so there's a lot of really... Good thing, things to look forward to when it comes to this game. Now, in saying that, it's still under EA, um, and and even though there's claims of of no microtransactions or microtransactions not playing a big part in the game, I mean it's hard to say that that's that's a reality until we actually see it. Um, and then, you know, and to be quite honest, this is this is going to be um, Respawn's first. Really, their first attempt at making a single player. Every other game that they've made thus far has been driven by multiplayer. Titanfall apparently had a good single player campaign, but it's still a multiplayer game. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how this game shapes up. Um, basically, it's, it's it's uh, you know, it, it's, it's kind of a promotional tool with the new Star Wars movie. Um, so they're, they're both coming out later this year. And... Uh, it's exciting, though, to see that there's a shift in that. And one of the points is basically, as a as a consumer base, as a bunch of gamers that absolutely hate microtransactions and hate everything um, that AAA titles have been doing over the past few years, whether it's Bethesda with Fallout 76 or EA with Anthem, or Battlefront, a number of other games um, that have been kind of shifting towards that multiplayer-slash-microtransaction bullshit, this almost seems like a... Like EA is like, okay, yeah, we recognize that. Maybe it's time that we look at uh, shifting our, you know, at least having a division that's focused on giving these people what they want. Maybe to try to either um, better our name in the gaming community, or, you know, maybe that's a market that they feel like they don't have really (laughs) any type of revenue coming in for. So. Um, it, it's exciting. It feels like as gamers, we maybe made a difference. Uh, we, we feel like our voices were heard. Uh, but RGG made a good point. You know, Respawn has had a number of successes time and time again. Um, even though Apex has a lot of microtransactions in it, even though it's focused mainly on multiplayer, they're still dominating right now. Um, and and someone, in my opinion, seemingly almost overtaking Fortnite is kind of like that popular battle royale game. I don't have the stats to back that, but in just in my circles, the circles I walk in, Apex is almost like... Like the adult version of Fortnite, it's what people want to jump on and play, um, opposed to any other multiplayer that's out right now. So they've they've done a great job in figuring out what it is that their consumers want, and I'm really hoping that's the case with this new Star Wars game. To be quite honest, I've never been a huge fan of Star Wars games. I'm I'm not, um, you know, I don't I don't I was never really got into any of the battlefronts. I mean, I used to play the old Star Wars video games on like Super Nintendo and stuff, but you know, this game doesn't necessarily excite me. But what's interesting to look at. Is, is are they going to follow through with this? Is EA, as this this triple uh, A, you know, game developer that that is seemingly just always getting negative PR, but still making a lot of money off of its consumers, going to give us this this hardcore um, gamer, um, classic traditional gamer? um you know group are are they going to give us what we want you know one of the first things that i noticed when i was watching the trailer and this kind of pissed me off um was was EA's marketing in it you know if you go back and watch the trailer and you watch when they put together the title screen um it says it's like you know it's star wars fucking whatever the fall whatever the fuck the title is but then right below it it just says EA like it's part of it's like almost part of the the stone-titled graphic, and I just remember seeing that and going, these motherfuckers, like, they can't they can't do anything without being like, hey, by the way, we're fucking EA. Hey, by the way, we're fucking EA. Hey, by the way, hey, we're fucking EA. Like, don't forget, we're Electronic Arts here. You know, like, that, that first little component in the trailer, knowing, though, that Respawn is behind this game and there's so, gonna be some hype behind it, made me doubt it, just a little bit, right? You know, it's like, why does everything in ea have to feel like a commercial you know i don't know if that makes sense to anybody else but i feel like when i'm playing any of the sports games for example it feels like i'm playing a game riddled with ads like constantly whether it's ea doing their own ads or other media partners that they have um when I play games that are made by EA, I always feel like I'm playing a fucking free game on my iPhone that's littered with ads. And I initially saw that and I was like, "Man, you can't you just you can't even leave EA off the title part, like, you know, just the marketing portion of it." It just bothers me. And you know, the other thing that bothers me with EA is and and, and I know that Respawn has been doing well, but I just I just I can't see them coming out with a good Single-player campaign game that has fun gameplay a a well-written story. I just can't and I think when talking with RGG part of it is I am just so Skeptical about everything nowadays Days gone is coming out in a couple of days. It got pushed back uh, a couple of months um, and This is that developers really their first attempt. I, I, I wish I could remember off the top of my head I'm kind of just uh, speaking off the cuff here um, But it's I know for sure it's that that developers first attempt at making a, a really big open-world single-player campaign driven at just that and The gameplay looks fun um, they've, they've shown some videos of it um, From E3 in past years. They've they've released some trailers some teasers and and it looks fun, and it comes out, I believe, uh, in just a couple of weeks. But I'm skeptical, and that game has some of the most hype of any game that's come out recently, probably since uh, Red Dead Two, since Spider Man. Um, it's supposed to be one of their pillar, um, you know, one of their pillar exclusives for the PlayStation Four. But I'm skeptical. Um, I don't know what to expect. It's just hard when you have developers like that that don't have a track record, like a like a, a fucking uh, you know like a rock star um, but uh, you know like a, I don't know man it, it, it's just a weird time in gaming right now and I think I might have said this at, uh, during the last podcast but you know when it comes to these games coming out it's, it's almost like you have you just have to wait you have to bide your time and, and wait to, to see what the perception is of it and uh, you know make sure that you're making the right choice and spending your money well. Um, because whether it's the Star Wars game and the hype building up and showing you all these really cool graphics and this dude's this fucking actor's face and it's scanned and it looks just like him, and you're like, oh, man, that's fucking sweet. That doesn't really speak for anything about you know what the game is. I mean, Jesus fucking God. I've been pouring hour upon hour into Red Dead Redemption 2, and I know a lot of people listening to this have already beat it. The game's old news at this point, but... It is just absurd, the amount of, of detail that Rockstar put into the game that um, they knew that fans would appreciate. You know, it's it's just it doesn't feel like a bare bones game. There's just so much content to dive into. Um, it's It's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, but then you go and you look at a game like Anthem and you go and look at some of these other titles that EA has released or Fallout 76. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of blanking on some of the other ones because these are the ones that have, that have kind of made headlines lately. But those games feel like bare bones. Like they did the very minimal amount of work to be able to push the game out um, and makes, make a quick buck off it. And it's just really disappointing to, to see that. And again you're just really hoping that this this new Star Wars iteration um that comes out later this year is kind of a turning of the tide maybe these developers realizing hey you know what there there's there's maybe there's a place for for games like an anthem uh there's a place for games maybe like Fallout 76 but there's also a place for for games like Red Dead for games like God of War for games like Horizon Zero Dawn for games like Spider-Man um and uh so so we'll, we'll see though i am excited and I, I i am very hopeful that this game will be an opportunity for uh xbox fans to finally enjoy something i have no idea i'm pretty sure I, because it's under ea it's not an, a ps4 exclusive but um i have no idea obviously i'm not very well prepared <laughs> to do this outro um but uh nonetheless uh you know I feel like lately, too, just the the PS4 exclusives have just been absolutely murdering Xboxes. So hopefully this is an opportunity where Microsoft can get something good as well. But again, guys, we just have to sit and wait and be skeptical. You know, don't buy into the hype because, you know, I'm reading some of these articles, including the one that I that I uh, recommended to you. And uh, this guy, you know, he 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 was he was saying that uh, what EA was saying, as far as the game is concerned, is going to be the opposite of what they've been putting out. But you know, with how fucking dastardly that developer has been, I don't care if it's Respawn that's putting it out. I don't care if it's any of the other developers under EA putting it out. You never know because they have just they have such they have an amazing. Way of marketing things. Their marketing campaigns are absolutely phenomenal. Uh, go back and look at any teasers, trailers, things that they've written up for games they've released, and they're 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 great. Um, it's it's the same thing as Anthem, man. Anthem looked like a fucking slam dunk for a super long time until it actually came out and people started playing it. Uh, so we'll see how this new Star Wars game goes. Uh, uh, comes about, and uh, you know we gotta wait till November. So who knows? Uh, but on the on the forefront, we do have Days Gone coming out here. I believe, I believe it's the 26th. I'm pretty sure it's a couple of weeks and Days Gone comes out. I'm going to fight myself super hard to get it on release day. Like I said, I've got a backlog of games I want to play. Um, I'm not really all about getting those games on day one to be part of the crowd anymore. I'm okay with just waiting and seeing. Um, especially now because, like I said, I want to get through Sleeping Dogs. I don't know if anybody's ever played that before. Um, but from what I understand, it's basically like an open world. It's like a a, a, a Japanese GTA, but you, uh, have some fucking Kung Fu martial arts fighting in it, which sounds fucking awesome. And I guess the gameplay mechanics are great. The, the storytelling is great. There's a ton of hours you can put into it. It's like, it's one of those games where you don't necessarily have to follow the main story because there's so many other things that you can do and put hours into. So I'm really excited to get into that. Um, that's kind of what I've been doing lately as far as gaming is concerned, um, also, a uh, shout-out to Pawn America. For those of you sports gamers, um, check your local pawn stores. Uh, I uh, just recently got a new PlayStation 3 to kind of use as our living room Blu-ray player slash um, streaming device, you know, to stream like Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and all that other bullshit. And uh, I was at the pawn shop today, and I was looking for um, NCAA Football 14 for PlayStation 3. Now, if you guys don't know this, NCAA 14 is the last college it's the last college sports game that's ever come out, um, and it's coincidentally it's by EA. It's actually a pretty fucking solid game. It's it's not bad. Um, there's definitely some improvements they could have made, but it's it's probably, in my opinion, um, the best overall football game that's ever been released. Um, and so, in saying that, because a college athlete was pissed that they weren't getting any type of uh, royalties from you know somewhat of their likeness, you know, EA always put basically real college players in but they didn't use their names they just used their numbers um, but none of the players ever got royalties. so a, a really 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 shitty player at a, like a really shitty school was like fuck that i'm gonna sue them and then ea was like well i guess we're never making college sports games ever again so they stopped doing that in 2013 so anyways um if you want to buy one of these games, you have to spend like $100, $150 on it because it's the last one. It's one of the best games, uh, football games ever made. And I went to my local pawn shop and I got it for fourteen or 40 bucks, right? Which is still, I mean, you think about that. This game's like five years old and it's fucking $40. But Jesus fuck, I'm so happy I got it today. I'm probably going to hang up this podcast, edit it, upload it, and then go play that for an hour or two to start setting my shit up. But if you're ever wanting that game... Fuck Facebook Marketplace, fuck Amazon, fuck eBay. Go to fucking your pawn shop and see, uh, there's two copies. So if you're in my area, um, I know we have some local listeners, and you want to get that game, hit up Pawn America, dude. Forty dollars, and if you're gonna be one of those fucks, you can probably buy it and resell it for a hundred and make sixty bucks off it. So that's my news for you, because <laughs> I'm super pumped about playing it. So I can't wait to do that. Also, um. Shout out to my sister's new BF. We talked a little bit about him at the beginning of my, my spiel here um, with Apex. Dude helped me unlock a bunch of people in Smash uh, a couple of nights ago. So shout out to him for doing that. I am just touching a bunch of different things as far as gaming is concerned. And uh, to all of you, the consumers, don't let the negativity fool you. There's a lot of great stuff happening in gaming right now um lots of great games that are coming out. I'm super pumped and super excited for it. Um and like I'd mentioned, you know, keep your eye on sales um and then just do your research. Um I've been doing quite a bit of that lately and I'm I'm happy to say it's got me out of some hot water and overspending for games that I definitely do not need. Um go out and watch videos, try to find and this is a big thing too. I know a lot of people don't have time to do this, but try to find commentators, let's play people, reviewers that you Again, similar to this podcast, similar to pe- what people do when they fucking watch, you know, news stuff like that, politics. Find somebody that you agree with, you have uh, similar likes, similar interests, and watch their reviews on it because they put hours and hours of time into doing that. I've done that a number of times, and it makes my decisions and what games I purchase um, super easy. And and I can, it also allows me to go. Eh, I'm not gonna spend. 50 bucks on that, but maybe I'll spend 20 on it. So I'll just watch it and see if it ever goes on sale and jump on it if it does. Um, because nowadays, man, there's no shortage of games. So um, just do your research. Um, and uh, that's pretty much all I got to say. That's like always, I always end every single RGG saying, just do your research. But I don't know. Uh, we also have another great episode coming out here in just a little bit. RGG had uh, another interview sent to me. I'm not sure if we're going to wait until next uh, week to. Out that, or if I'll try to get it done before um, uh, the 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 weekend comes. I'm actually going on a trip with my family, and by my family I mean my wife uh, to South Carolina uh, for about a week coming up this midweek. So uh, if I don't get it out before, then we're probably gonna be waiting another two weeks to get another RGG out. So hopefully we'll have that out, and we'll just give you guys back to back episodes to listen to. Um, and then I'll be on vacation, hanging out in South Carolina. Uh, I don't know, eating at fancy places and hanging out with southern folk. I I don't even know what they do there. We're just driving there. Um, We're going to have a good time, and it's going to be weird because I have been just power houring a lot of different games lately, so I'm going to be away from video games for a couple weeks, but it's going to be with somebody I care about and somebody I'm looking forward to spending some time with outside of gaming. So... Uh, thanks for tuning in everybody Uh, if you have any type of uh, want to follow us on social media uh, make sure to hit up regular guy gaming on facebook youtube and twitch and then don't forget to follow grapple talk on the facebook and the twitter's at the grapple talk otherwise facebook.com slash the grapple talk we are trying to pump out some more episodes here we also have our new let's watch indie wrestling um, series which is on our youtube page Uh, you can find us I don't know by searching grapple talk and then I mean Jesse and I probably I think we have like five or six episodes up now at this point it's pretty it's pretty hilarious stuff wrestling is bad there's some very very bad wrestling and we watch it and we uh, we comment on it I guess so make sure to tune in for that and then as always uh, we really appreciate you guys sticking with us and tuning into these regular guy gaming episodes where uh, RGG and myself give our opinions on games. Um, Without trying to ramble too much. But you know, that's what we do. It's so weird, man, like I was like, probably like two hours ago, I was like sitting on my couch, like, man, I can't fucking wait to do this week's episode. I have so many opinions. I have so many different things that I want to say. And now I feel like I just I, I should start using a notepad or something because I don't even know what I, I don't even know what I've been saying for the past 20 minutes. But uh, similar to RGG, I'm also struggling to wrap this up, as I do with every episode. Um, RGG, if you are still listening and you're still listening to this podcast, ladies and gents, I left his uh, weird outro up on purpose because I simply had no idea how to cut it down, Uh, so (laughs) I deal with that all the time, dude, and I just play it. I mean, we're all people. We all fuck up, so it's all good, man. It's all good in the hood. That probably wasn't okay to say. So uh, anyways, before I get more awkward and make more comments that I, I regret saying, I am going to end this podcast right here. It's Regular Guy Gaming Dudes. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Keep on gaming and stop on shaming. All right. Yep, that's it.